Welcome to episode 95 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, let's now run the random number generator. And the coordinates for this episode are 1 hour, 15 minutes, 9.8 seconds right ascension, and plus 0 degrees, 14 minutes, 51 seconds declination. The coordinates for this episode point to the cluster of galaxies Abel 168 in the constellation Cetus. I have previously discussed how Cetus is one of the most stupid constellations in the night sky. It's supposed to represent a sea monster, but instead looks like a disorganized patch of stars, although they are relatively bright stars. Because no one has ever actually seen the sea monster, the ancient astronomers who named this constellation could claim that it looked like a sea monster without anyone being able to prove them wrong. Anyway, back to Abel 168. This cluster of galaxies was discovered by George Abel in the 1950s. He did this by spending lots and lots of time staring at photographic plates of the sky and identifying locations in those photographic plates with lots of extra galaxies. George Abel was also a staring contest grandmaster, but that is a story for another episode. The cluster Abel 168 is located at a distance of about 520 million light years or 160 megaparsecs, which is sort of nearby for one of Abel's clusters of galaxies. 365 galaxies have been identified as members of this cluster of galaxies, and they are spread over an area with a diameter of roughly 9 million light years. However, the cluster not only contains lots of galaxies, but also very thin, very hot X-ray emitting gas that is found in between the galaxies in this cluster and that is therefore referred to as intracluster gas, or the intracluster medium. It seems like, to me at least, that although quite a few people have performed useful analyses of the galaxies in this cluster, the intracluster medium may be the more interesting part of this object. First of all, Observations with the Chandra X-ray Observatory revealed that the X-ray emission from the intercluster gas does not peak in one location in the center, but instead peaks in two separate locations within the cluster. If this was just a single cluster that had been sitting by itself for a long time, the intercluster gas would look like a relatively symmetric sphere with a single peak in the center of the cluster. The presence of two peaks indicates that this is not just a single isolated cluster, but instead two smaller clusters of galaxies that have collided with each other and are in the process of merging together. While in such a merger event, the galaxies in the two merging clusters would just pass right by each other, the balls of intercluster gas in the two merging clusters would collide with each other and this would produce all sorts of weird effects. 
One of the most interesting results is the presence of two objects which astronomers call radio relics. This sounds like it could refer to archaeological artifacts related to the invention of the radio. However, if you do a Google search on the term radio relic, you get the astronomical meaning for what a radio relic is, which proves that Google does not have a sense of humor. Having said that, the Google search did turn up a podcast called The Relic Radio Show that features recordings of radio shows from several decades ago. Maybe I'll try listening to a couple of episodes from that podcast. Anyway, in astronomy, a radio relic is a region of diffuse radio emission found on the edges of clusters of galaxies. The radio waves are produced by a phenomenon called synchrotron emission, where electrons moving at speeds close to the speed of light oscillate within magnetic fields in space. The oscillations cause the emission of electromagnetic radiation in the form of radio waves. In general, radio relics within clusters of galaxies are produced by shock waves in the intercluster gas within those objects. In ABEL 168 specifically, it looks like the shock waves were produced by the collision of the blobs of gas from the two clusters that collided to form this object. The fact that ABEL 168 contains two radio relics is really exciting, as they are very hard to find generally. Moreover, at least a few years ago, ABEL 168 was the smallest cluster known to have radio relics caused by two smaller clusters merging together. Even though astronomers might think the cluster itself is small, the radio relics are still really large. One of the relics is about 700,000 light-years in size, while the other one has a length of 2.6 million light-years. Radio astronomers are really interested in this phenomenon, which I know because I've read a lot of telescope proposals discussing trying to detect radio relics in various other clusters of galaxies. Given that ABO-168 has two radio relics, anyone who wants to understand this phenomenon is going to spend some time looking at that cluster. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of ABO-168 is a large area of jungle halfway between the seas of Mbandaka and Bolomba in the Democratic Republic of Congo. This is a location where I would expect to find nothing that looks like a relic from the development of radio communications in sub-Saharan Africa, which I am sure will disappoint some people. However, if you like primates, this area does have bonobos. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesounds Project at www.freesounds.org. Thanks for listening.